0: Almighty God, now by the power of your Holy Spirit, apply the good news of the passion to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. A few years ago, about, I guess probably about eight years ago now, we've been around for about ten years, we were meeting uh, as a new church plant in the Civic Club in Clemens, North Carolina, and I think it was like our first Good Friday service, and some people who went to Christ Church uh, had some people who they were friends with and they, they had never been to Christ Church, and so they said, well, we'll invite them to our Good Friday service, and so they invited the, this couple who really didn't have the, um, the Holy Week church experience like we do here, like all church, all the time. Like a twenty four seven almost, it seems like as we get to the end of Holy Week, they'd never been through all that, and their their friends did not prep them for the experience. So they came to probably what is the starkest, uh bleakest, uh, most well, if you want to get honest about it, most depressing of the uh, of the services of the whole Christian year. And so uh, we had we had. Um, we had gone through this long passion narrative that you just heard. We only sang two songs in the whole service and both of them were in minor keys. And uh, we, we, then we did the solemn collects. We're about to do those in a minute. That's a long time on your knees, brothers and sisters. Uh, in fact, if you're a novice, you might have to sit through some of it. It's a long time on your knees. And, and it was just it was just bleak, you know, And and they didn't really have a category for that. Uh, I, there was a sermon, but it, it was it, it, we didn't talk about all the reasons Jesus had to die and that kind of thing. And so, at the end of the service, we ended like we usually like we will tonight. We'll, we'll leave, depart in silence. And uh, and I was standing near the entrance to the church, and uh, they looked at like they were at a loss for what to say. I felt so sorry for them. I mean, we had just broken all their categories, and they said, "He is risen." And and they were right. Yes, he is risen. He is risen. He is alive and at the Father's right hand, but that's not why we're here tonight. That's why we didn't that's not why we came. Tonight we come to remember that Jesus died. He died a real death. He died as a convicted criminal and was mocked and tortured and nailed like a piece of meat to the cross. So Good Friday is not a service really for preaching and teaching, and I'm going to hold to that. But for leaping the gap of 2,000 years and finding ourselves kneeling on blood-soaked ground at the foot of the cross outside the city of Jerusalem. We're not here so much as to think about or analyze Christ's suffering and death in order to deduce a theory of atonement, but to enter into the events themselves. Because, listen, the Scriptures preach tonight. The hymns preach tonight. The cross preaches tonight. And from the cross, we hear this sermon. We are told who we are. The cross of Jesus tells us who we are. And we'll sing the truth about who we are in just a moment when we sing, Ah, Holy Jesus! One of the lines of that hymn is, The slave has sinned, the slave has sinned, and the son has suffered. And at the foot of that cross, we weep in sorrow that our sin brought Jesus to this point. And at the foot of that cross, we thank God that he would stop at no length to save us from death and hell. And at the foot of that cross, we kneel amazed because what is revealed here is not just what God has done to save us, there's even more. Because what is preached from the cross is not just who we are, we also hear who God is. God is fully and completely revealed on the cross. And what is revealed is this is how God conquers evil. This is how God establishes His kingdom on this cross. That's where the kingdom comes. And all that is revealed here, of all of that, the clearest glimpse into the character of the crucified God is that He is, He is limitless, self-sacrificing love. The cross tells us that the God we know in Jesus Christ loves us so much that he is willing to enter fully into without without holding anything back. One hundred percent leans into, enters into human suffering. One hundred years ago this year, World War I was coming to an end, still called the Great War. It was the most devastating conflict ever seen in all of human history. The horrors that were unleashed in that war devastated a generation and scarred Europe to this very day. And in response to the horror of the Great War, in World War I, Edward Shalito, who was a free church minister in England, during that period, express the truth of God's entering into our suffering out of His great love in His poem, Jesus of the Scars. Jesus of the Scars. If we have never sought, we seek Thee now. Thine eyes burn through the dark, our only stars. We must have sight of thorn pricks on thy brow. We must have thee, O Jesus of the scars. Listen. The other gods were strong, but thou wast weak. They rode, but thou didst stumble to a throne. But to our wounds only God's wounds can speak. And not a God has wounds, but Thou alone. And so tonight, when the Holy Cross is brought in and set up before this altar, as we sing, Ah, Holy Jesus, and during the musical offering that follows, I want you to feel free to join me at the foot of the cross of Jesus Kneel there if you can. Cling to the cross and pour out your heart to Jesus in love and gratitude and maybe even after the service is over.